back here tonight and what a wonderful message this morning. Amen. Thank you so much for that. I need that. I need that. Thank you so much for that. Does anyone have anything like to uh, pray? We just go to the Lord of Prayer. Brother Lane, uh, I talked to uh, Sister Pam just a few minutes before we left, and they're on their way back to the hospital with Elizabeth. She had a fever spike again today, and uh, they're taking uh, taking her back and the children's and. Uh, that they were going to insist they keep her for observation. You know, this has been 10 days now that she's been running a fever. So uh, she asked us to remember Lily Elizabeth in, in prayer. Amen. And so many others. I know Vanessa um, talked to me right here. Did you? Or you some text? Well, yeah. She sent a text out there. Well, yeah, but I had text. She's. She has not, her and Kim are both like it's not failing well. So they said they're hydrated. You're trying to hydrate. They just wasn't failing well. Yeah, there's a daughter had to be left in the hospital. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. But it released her. You did? Uh -huh. Well, I need anyone else. Especially pray for our service next week. And Ordination Sunday, but we need definitely be in prayer for that. For sure. Well, let's go in the Lord in prayer. And Sister Belinda, would you pray, please? Thank you, Lord, for the day you've had. Thanks so far, dear Lord. I pray that you will be with us. And we serve us, dear Lord, just like God did it. And I'll pull some of you. Amen. Thank you for the prayer of Jesus Christ so far, Lord. Let us be with us, dear Lord. And just let the doctors find out what's wrong with you, Lord. I know it's hard for the parents, dear Lord. And the grandparents, dear Lord, just give them peace, dear Lord, and just let them find out what's going on with her, dear Lord. I pray that you'll be with us as we go out this week, dear Lord. Just let us be a light for lost and dying, Lord, dear Lord. Through those that are lost, dear Lord, and let them come to know you, dear Lord, I pray. Through those in hospitals, nursing homes, dear Lord, just reach down and touch them, dear Lord, and let someone cares about them. I pray that you'll be with us tonight, just give them what he's saying, dear Lord, give us what we say, dear Lord. Be with us on service, dear Lord. They would follow the Lord and just let us pray for you and just obey your Lord. We found the written all that you did. Amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Look to page 391. Oh, how I love Jesus.
not. Amen. And where can we go without Him? Now that's, this song just came to mind. Look to page 345. Where can I go?
this song here is Remind Me of Calvary. <laughs> Sometimes I need reminded of Calvary. And, um, 
not that it's easy to forget uh, what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Very so often we can get caught up in the things of this world and sometimes we it'll get kind of dim in our life and we need to be reminded of Calvary and uh, helps to kind of bring us back down to uh, humbles us and brings us back down and, uh, to reality and, and to realize that had he not have done that uh, on the cross uh, we wouldn't have a hope in the world and, and, and it's just as simple as that I love you today, and I, I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight. I realize that we've got several that are that are sick. It just seems like it's we get a phone call or text every every four or five hours of somebody that's sick or got somebody that in the family that is, or, and 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 it just seems like it hits all of a sudden. But God knows all about this. Let's pray for these, and I know that I know that. Uh, Pam and Bobby and all are, are worried sick about little Elizabeth, so let's let's keep them uh, in our prayers and let's pray that the that the God will give the doctors and the staff the knowledge to maybe find what's going on. I know a lot of times it's hard to diagnose a medical problem. Just uh, you you do everything you're taught to do and everything that you read in the books, and and it just doesn't make sense, but. Uh, let's just pray that that uh, they'll find the, uh, what's causing her problem that she'd get better. All these that are sick and afflicted. I know that um, Brother uh, uh, John would love to uh, be here. I, I know he was so looking so forward to the teaching uh, 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 that Brother Michael's been doing uh, leading up to the ordination. He, uh, he was he was really looking forward to that, and, and sickness has plagued their family, and so pray for them, and and uh, hopefully by ordination time everybody will be well. That's what I'm Amen. that's what I'm praying and hoping for, and, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward uh, uh, to that uh, the next Sunday if the Lord carries His coming. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, and 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 and, and the Lord just. Continuing to bless Liberty Hill uh, Church, uh, he's done that, and I, I, I don't I, for one minute I don't take that lightly. I, I realize that's a gift from God, and I'm thankful for that today. And um, uh, I want to uh, just for a few minutes tonight, uh, I want to uh, talk about commitment, and and uh, and I want to thank you first of all each and every one of you for your commitment to our church. I want to thank you for that. And I would say that to others that can't be here tonight. I would say that to them too. I appreciate the commitment uh, that, that, that you have. And, um, and, and just for a few minutes, I'd like to uh, uh, just kind of let that be the topic of, of what the Lord has shown me uh, uh, tonight. In the 13th chapter of Acts, if you want to turn there, I'd like to read a few verses of Scripture there and, uh, and talk a little bit uh, about a commitment. <clears throat> 13th chapter uh, of the Acts of the Apostles. Um, beginning with the first verse, uh, this was not long after the conversion of Saul, who became known as Paul, on the Damascus Road. And, and um, uh, 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 you go back a chapter or so and you read where, uh, where Paul was, was converted there and what he went through um, uh, during his conversion and how he was blinded there for a little while and and, 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 and how the Ananias, I believe it was, uh, uh, they met together all for a purpose. All God had that all in design. And, um, and then after that, it talks a little bit about Peter and his, and his ministry. But uh, in, the, in the 13th chapter, we go back to Paul. 
and and this is probably uh, I hadn't studied this out real hard, but it's probably the first time since Paul's conversion that he uh, he here is going out and 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 taking the gospel. Well, this is I, I know it was because this is this concerns Paul's ordination. Paul and Barnabas were ordained uh, together, and uh, this this concerns their ordination. So in the first verse in the thirteenth chapter. It said, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius and Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, <coughs> the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, uh, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto uh, Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at uh, Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues, of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. Uh, I believe that's as far right there as I'd like to read, and then if we jump over to the 38th verse in this same chapter, it says, uh, uh, Be it known unto you, brethren, uh, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, this is Paul speaking, that though this man, that through this man, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. And um, uh, if, you, if you go back here and, and read, this is when uh, uh, Paul, he began to, uh, I guess he was pretty excited about what he was preaching about because he was using his hands to kind of get the uh, to kind of get the word across. But uh, I, I, I want to talk to us just for a few minutes about the commitment that Paul made um, after his conversion. And, and, uh, and, and somebody says, well, um, God called him into the ministry and, and he adhered to that call and he followed the leadership of God. But uh, Paul went further than that. Paul uh, uh, sold out to the Lord, if you'll have it that way. He, he was a tent maker by trade. We read over in the, uh, I believe it's the uh, 18th uh, chapter of Acts, and, and it talks about there where he was uh, there with some of like trade. And, and they worked together. So they were, he was a tent maker by trade. I, I'm persuaded to believe that Paul probably didn't give up his occupation altogether. Now I believe that there was churches that helped Paul, uh, just as churches do today to help ministers. I believe that there were, but uh, 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 I can't help but believe that he continued uh, uh, to a certain extent in his tent making business. He, uh, every man, Bible teaches us that, that, that we're supposed to work for a living, to provide and, and, and to provide for our families and all. And, and so uh, by trade he was that. Uh, and I'm sure he was committed uh, to tent making. I, I, back then that was probably about as well known a job as a home builder today. And, and, uh, and uh, but Paul made a commitment to God. Uh, when, when, when God saved his soul and God had set him aside for this thing, God had a plan for Paul. But you know, uh, I, I still believe that, that, and I said it this morning, I probably hashed it over and over, but I still believe that our decisions uh, can alter God's plans. And, and but, but, but God, even when, even when Paul was a lost man, when he was persecuting the church and he was going about, I believe that God had a plan that, 
Uh, he knew that he was going to be on the road to Damascus to go persecute further. And God had a plan to get his attention there. And, and it worked. And, and uh, uh, now Paul could have been one of those that uh, accepted Jesus as his Savior and then kind of just went off and done his own thing. He could have been one of those. That would have been his choice. Uh, but Paul got on fire for the Lord. And I feel like a lot of it had to do with his guilt that he had for being so against the Lord Jesus Christ and against Christians. I believe that this kind of set a fire under him to do all that he could to be the best minister that he could be, the best preacher uh, that he could be for the Lord Jesus Christ. And there was many that didn't even believe that he was. They, they knew what he was uh, as a Jew. And when rumor got out and word got out, have you heard about Saul and what happened to him on the Damascus Road? And he has turned and he's serving this man Jesus whom he persecuted. And so uh, a lot of them had doubt. I imagine some said, boy, I'll have to see this to believe it. I'll have to see this to believe it. You a lot of times will hear of somebody getting saved and, and it'll be somebody that just caused havoc in the world. And, 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 and you'll hear people out of the community, they'll say, uh, boy, I'll have to see this to believe it. <laughs> Amen. And because we, we know what they were and we have doubts, that they really changed. And praise God when one really gets the goods and they Amen. do change. I, Amen. I really appreciate that today. Boy, I've heard folks testify what they used to be and what they are now. Amen. They made the commitment to God and, 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 and there's a difference in their life. And I'll tell you this, uh, you won't have to go through your life proving to people that you love God. Once you show it for a little while, by your actions, your commitment to the church, amen, it'll be evident. And finally, those naysayers will start saying, well, I guess he got the goods. <laughs> yes, he did. Amen. But Paul made a commitment to God. Somebody might say Paul made an extraordinary uh, uh, commitment in what he did, but he was not the only one. We can go back and we can look at the <coughs> disciples and those that followed Christ while he walked on this earth and 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 even Peter with with some of his faults that he had and he would be the first one to tell you about uh, his faults and about uh, his cowardice in certain situations how that through that he grew to be committed to Jesus Christ amen I believe with all my heart Linda that when that rooster crowed, and he began to weep. I believe that there was a change made in. Don't get me wrong. I, I believe he already loved the Lord. He did. He loved him. And uh, uh, but but I believe when when he heard that rooster crow, I believe there was something in his life that made him want to make a commitment right. to the Lord. Yeah. It would have been a lot easier, carnally speaking. It would have been a lot easier for. For, for Peter to have just kind of laid love and, and, and not made a, a big scene about preaching the gospel or about sharing uh, 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 the, the, the word of Jesus Christ. But Peter got in this thing headlong, full force. Amen. He just jumped in feet first and, and he became committed to the cause of the Lord. Now, let me read to you just for a minute here. I have to write stuff down because I don't have a good memory, but um, I looked up the word commitment and, and it, it covered a, 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 a lot of definitions. It talked to everything about somebody being committed to a, to a mental institution or committed to prison. Or, but one of the uh, definitions of a commitment was to pledge or devote oneself to a, to a position on an issue or a question. That was one of the definitions it gave. And then after the definitions, down towards the bottom, the, 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 the writer of the dictionary will give examples of what he's trying to get you to understand. And one of the examples that he gave was 
they have a sincere commitment to religion. And, and, and I thought that was a pretty good example of, of a commitment. But I begin to think about a commitment to religion can mean a lot of things. I, uh, uh, I believe that uh, 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 our, our, our people over in the Middle East that, that, that hate us for the most part, they have a commitment to their religion. And you have to admire, you have to admire their devotion to it. You don't admire what they're worshiping, but you have to admire their devotion to it. I asked my dad one time, uh, who served in World War II, I said, Dad, why would a Japanese kamikaze, I said, why in the world would they crash their plane deliberately into an aircraft carrier knowing that there was no chance of survival for them? I mean, if they could do catastrophic damage, but there was no chance of survival. And, and Dad said, well, you have to understand their mentality, their religion. He said, uh, if I remember it right, he talked about the sun god. And he said, they are very devoted and very religious towards that. And to the point to where they will give their life to try to destroy their enemy. And, and so uh, to, to, to say to be committed to a religion doesn't necessarily mean that that's something good. It, it, uh, religion is just all over. But, but, to, but to be committed to God is a totally different thing. And, and, and I, I, I thought about as, as, as we, we look here in the, in the commitment that these men made, and I'm, and I'm just mentioning Peter and Paul and Stephen. There were so many more. Stephen, what a commitment that he made there when he testified of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and was being persecuted and stoned to death. What a commitment that was. Uh, a life-giving commitment that he made uh, to the Lord. But the commitments that you and I make today would not amount to a hill of beans had God not made a commitment to us. Right. <laughs> The Bible said that Jesus said this uh, in one place. He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He was talking to his disciples. He was talking to you and I. And the example that we go back and we read where Moses made a brazen serpent and put it up and everybody that looked upon it when they came through was healed uh, uh, from, the, from the sting or bite of, of the serpent. And, and he's, Jesus used this example to say, as Moses lifted up the serpent, so must, and I'll just turn it into I must be lifted up. So he said the Son of Man. He was talking about himself. Amen. And so he's saying that in order to do this, you've got to make a commitment. You've got to make a commitment. Amen. And so we look and, and, and we see that right after Jesus told them that, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Boy, what a commitment. What a commitment. Sometimes I think that when I commit to something, I'm doing something real good. Man, that don't, that's not a drop in the bucket to what Jesus Christ did for you and I. The commitment that he gave to come. I can't see where there was any benefit to God in it. But all the benefit was to you and I. Right. Amen. Amen. And so by the commitment that God made, amen, oh, what little it is for us to commit to Him today. Amen. Amen. I'm, I, I'm thrilled when I, when I think about that. And I, I, I remember one time when Jesus was going around and He was choosing disciples to 
come and to go with him. And, and he saw Peter and uh, uh, some others out there on a ship and they were fishing. They weren't fishing because they were just enjoying fishing, but they were doing it for a living. That was their trade. And he looked over there at them and he said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And the Bible teaches us that they forsook their nets and they came and they followed him. They made a commitment. They thought, well, this is our job, and if we don't get these fish back over here to the port or to the dock, we may not get a paycheck today. But here's a man over here saying, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Now I want you to understand that God knows, and I realize I'm preaching to you things you already know, but I want you to understand that God knows that you and I need food, and we need raiment, we need clothes, we need a roof over our head. There are certain things that are necessities that we need. And I believe that each and every one of us in here can say that God has far blessed us with more than our necessities. Right. He has. Right. He really has. I, I, I think about uh, a lot of times I say, Lord, I'm, I'm just... I'm just, I feel so humble, God, for what over and above that you've given, that went over and above what you've, what you've said you would give. And that's the way that he is today. Amen. But the commitment that was made there when these disciples came, and, and, and you know a lot of us are, a lot of us are kind of, we're all human, and sometimes it's hard to stay with that commitment. A lot of times it is. I remember one time Peter after, I believe it was after they uh, uh, took Jesus and crucified him. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I remember he said, he was sitting there and he said, I go fishing. In other words, well, I'm going to go back to my boat. <laughs> That's where I made my living before I started this thing. That's what I'm going back to. That didn't last long because he knew he had a commitment. God. Amen. A commitment to God. Wouldn't it be thrilling today if all Christians were committed? Amen. Wouldn't it? Amen. Boy, I'm going to tell you, if every Christian was committed to God. Amen. I'm not being ugly. I'm just being truthful. Amen. I remember after I was saved, not being committed to God. Amen. I had God so far on the back burner, amen. I would usually say, when I get this done and get that done, I'll, I'll serve Him more, I'll go to church more. But I tell you what, since I've committed to Him, <laughs> Brother Chris, He's blessed. Yes, he's amen. blessed. And He's blessed. And so we look at, at this commitment that's made here. And and, and we can look through life at different commitments that we that, that you and I make. Now I'm bad today about I've I worked for 35 years in the air conditioning business and I committed myself to that for those 35 years. It uh, Sister Marilyn, it made it a lot of times where when we were planning on leaving on vacation at six o'clock in the morning, we didn't leave till nine o'clock that night. Um, it made situations where I couldn't be at events that I wanted to be at because of the commitment I had made to my job. And, um, and I thought when I was younger that it had to be that way. I did. I, I thought, well, in order to, to, to make a living, you've got to commit to this thing. And, uh, and I guess that's why today when somebody offers me a full-time job, I say, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm committed on enough. Amen. But we, we commit, and it's not a bad thing to commit to things in life. We should. It's, it's, a, it's a, a marriage. is a commitment that, that, that we make. Amen. I don't take that lightly when a man and woman stand uh, 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 in front of a congregation and, and promise to love and honor and keep and hold and protect. That's a commitment that's made by the wife and by the husband, amen, to one another. And it should be that way, amen. 
And that's a, that's a commitment. And I realize it's taken very lightly today. It's easy to get out of that commitment. Very easy to get out of it. But spiritually, it's a commitment that, that we make to one another. I admire people who get a job that's got good benefits with it. I do. I, 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 a friend of mine uh, worked for UPS and uh, he recently retired a year or two ago. And I think he put in 30-something years with them. And he told me what he made in retirement and it blew my mind. I said, for delivering packages? He said, yeah. <laughs> I said, boy, I should have gone to work for UPS. But here's what he said. He said, it really costed me more than I wanted to pay. Yeah, right. He said, it costed me more than I wanted to pay. Yeah. And I, now understand what I'm saying. He said it wasn't always like this, but he said in the last several years it got like this. He said it's the most dominating place you'll ever work. You're never fast enough at delivering your packages. Never. And then when you're fast enough, the few times you are, you're reprimanded for driving too fast. <laughs> he said they had cameras in our trucks. If we hit the brakes hard, the camera showed our face to see what our reaction was and what we were doing. We had timers on our trucks. You wonder why the UPS man runs and runs back here? He's got to go fast. If he don't, he gets reprimanded. But I said that to say this, he made a commitment to that place and the rewards were good. He's, he's 55, 56 years old and he's Drawing a nice retirement. But he said the cost, the cost was great. We make a commitment to jobs, and I admire folks that have jobs that are good places to work. It, understanding employers where you've got health benefits and you've got retirement. And you put in your time, you commit that you're going you're gonna to come and you're going to show up for work, you're going to do your job, you're going to commit, and in turn, over a period of time, this company says, we will pay you X amount of dollars a month to just sit down and be happy. <laughs> Except that don't work that way, does it? Amen. <clears throat> So there's commitments that we make in life, but the commitment to God is the greatest commitment we'll ever make. Amen? You know what being committed is to the Lord? Committed is when things are not going very well at church. Amen. Maybe, maybe uh, attendance is way down. Maybe there's... Um, Maybe there's just not a real high spirit in it. And maybe things just ain't on the mountaintop. But commitment is saying, I'm going to do my very best to help get this thing back up where it needs to be. Amen? Amen? If you want to see an example of somebody that's not very committed, watch these folks that change church memberships about every two years. Not being ugly. Well, the Lord lead me over here. Now he's leading me over here. Now he's leading me over there. Trouble is, they didn't commit. They were with the church while everything was high, but then when it got to a low point, they said, I'm going to go down the road here where they're, where they're shouting. <laughs> Amen. We're not going to always be on the mountaintop. No matter how hard we try, we're not going to always be up there. Amen. But I tell you what we can do, we can commit to say that we're going to do our very best to try to keep it there as much as we can. <clears throat> Amen. If Jesus Christ doesn't show up in the service, there's no way it can climb today. No way it can get off the ground. But our job in committing 
is to say that we're going to do all that we can do. And that goes for deacons, that goes for pastor, that goes for every church member. Amen. Doing our part, I appreciate uh, what Brother Michael showed us and everybody pulling the load. Amen. Amen. Making that commitment. Amen. I remember one time, uh, years and years ago, uh, my dad was in the heating and air business, and I remember there was a carrier corporation with one of the leading names in air conditioning. In fact, when you go and do your research, you'll find a man named Willard Carrier, I believe it was his first name. He, he actually uh, invented home air conditioning. And the carrier corporation was very proud of that, of that man and, and, and their legacy, as well they should be. And I remember they come to Dad one time years and years ago, and they were very pursuant on him to sell carrier air conditioning. They said, we've got the, the best known name in the business. We've been here the longest. And if you will sell our brand, we will furnish you with signs to go in front of your, your business. We will go 50% or even 75% in advertising. We will, we will promote carrier and then your name will be out beside. But they said there's one thing we need out of you. We need you to commit to carrier being your sole equipment. No other. They would come back with that same pitch over and over and over again. There's no gospel in this, but I want you to understand about commitment. <clears throat> they come back over and over and over. And one time, finally, my dad said, I married back in 1940-something. I can't remember when I got married. It was in the 40s. And he said, I've been devoted to my wife since we married. And I took my wedding vows very serious. And she took her serious. So when I come home from work, I don't go to some other woman's house. I go home to my wife. He said, I made a commitment to her. But he said, when it comes to air conditioning equipment, he said, I like to play the field. He said, I like to sell all different brands. He said, I leave that to my customers, to whatever brand that they want they can get. So I will be glad to buy some of your equipment periodically, but I can't make that commitment to you that I'll sell yours only. And they said, well, we'll sell it to you, but it won't be at the price you would have got had you committed. He said, that's fine. That's fine. I said that to say this. Sometimes we can commit to things that don't help us. Amen. Have you heard folks that we sure do miss you at church? We sure do miss you at church. We haven't seen you in a while. Well, I tell you what, that job of mine, you just can't get off on Sundays. And I understand that. I understand there's jobs that are like that. You either work on Sunday or you, you're out of there. That's changed a little bit now. It helps become hard to get hold of. They'll about let you name the hours now. But what they were saying was, I'm committed to my job, and therefore I can't commit to God. Amen. That's what it But I want to encourage you today, stay committed to Him. The the benefits in being committed to God are great. You won't be like my friend that worked for UPS and talk about how much it costed you to be committed. But you'll say, this is the greatest, greatest commitment that I've ever made. I'm still seeing the benefits. I'm still seeing the retirement plan. I'm still seeing the, 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 the perks that comes along with committing to God. Amen. I'm so glad that my parents, amen, 
were committed to carry me to church when I was a kid. I, as, as much as I despised it when I was a child, and these kids are angels, as much as I despised it when, when I was a child, I look back, Brother Chris, and I'm so glad they were committed Amen. to carry me. I remember there were two times that my mom and dad were very firm with me and told me something that stuck with me. I, I, I decided when I was about 11 or 12 that I was done with church. And, uh, and mama said, well, that's a funny thing because as long as you live here, we're going to go to church. So you may be done with it, but you're going with us. Just ended that. And, and now I look back on that and I'm very, very thankful for that. Amen. I'm very thankful for that. Amen. They were committed. My dad was committed to trying to raise me and my two sisters in the right way. In the right way. When I told dad when I, when I got about 15 or 16, I said, I'm going to grow my hair out long like Jesus. And he said, as long as you live here, you'll get a haircut. <laughs> Mama was over there, oh gosh, you might leave home. Daddy wasn't worried about that. He knew I was mad too good. As long as you live here, you'll get a He was committed. Boy, we need some mamas and daddies that'll get committed to die. Amen. Amen, they'll get committed. Amen. I can promise you the school teachers would have a whole lot easier job at school if mom and dad would be committed at home. Amen. 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 The commitment. Paul, after his conversion, they laid hands on him in Barnabas. They ordained him to go out and to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul took that commitment and off he went. Amen. Was it roses for him all the time, preacher? No, it wasn't. Amen. I've never served a day in the pen, but he did. Amen. Had to do a lot of his preaching and his writing and studying while he was in jail. Amen. That's commitment. It, all Paul would have had to say to those folks is, I'll quit talking about Jesus if you'll let me out of here. And that would have been a deal. They would have let him out. But I believe he was kind of like Jeremiah. I believe it was like fire shut up in his bones and he couldn't, he couldn't quit talking about the Lord. He was too committed to the Lord. I'm thankful throughout the Bible, and I'm fixing to hush, I'm thankful throughout the Bible of those that gave examples of being committed to God. And I don't even have to go back, and we don't even have to look back in our Bibles, Brother Bo, but we can look at our peers, at those that have gone on that were examples of being committed to God, committed to the church. It's all the same thing, committed to the church, committed to God. You can't separate that. Sister Elaine, I've, I just barely got to know your dad but I have heard so many things about him. And everything that I hear about him from different people, I've heard it from people in this church and other churches around, people that knew him. They said, boy, he was committed to Liberty Hill. What a compliment. What a compliment. In turn, they were saying that he was committed to God. Amen. Brother Ed Engel was such a, an influence in my life. Uh, uh, he, he, he was the one that was there when, when, when uh, I announced my call to preach, and he was sort of just a, a daddy preacher to me. Brother Ed was old-fashioned, amen. And some of my ideas and his didn't always jive, but he was a daddy preacher to me. And one thing I could see in his life was the commitment that he made. The commitment that he made. Church members down through the years, ladies, old sainted ladies, the commitment that they made. 
Ladies, don't ever take for granted that we take for granted that what y'all do here in the church is greatly appreciated. It is. It is. I thank my wife for laying out my clothes for me. I always tell her on Saturday night, I said, please lay me out somewhere. I ain't got to go digging Sunday morning. And there's always something hanging there. The church being clean. When we go out there to the fellowship hall, I don't ever worry that there ain't going to be any food out there. I know. I know that there's going to be food out there. Because I know that we've got some ladies that are committed. Committed to God. Somebody said, oh, well, cooking and putting food out there, that's no big thing. Yes, it is. I couldn't do it. So, yes, it is a big thing. Amen. It is a big thing. You that get on your telephones and check on some of our church members and just to find out how they're doing or go by and make a visit or text them, thank you for that commitment. Thank you for that commitment. It's an honor to serve the Lord. It's an honor to serve God. By we committing ourselves and loving one another, we're loving Him. Right. That's right. And He is honoring that. That's right. Amen. So today, thank you for your commitment. Amen. If the devil ever tries to convince you that you need to back off on this commit commitment a little bit. Just tell him to get behind you. I'll say this in closing. I'm very, very reserved at committing to anything because I take a commitment serious. There's a lot of things that I have turned down that may have, I'm not sure they would have, but may have had some fruits in it for me. And I'm sure you have too. But it required commitment that I didn't want to make. That I didn't want to make. The commitment to Jesus Christ, to lifting him up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness to lifting Jesus up. That's a commitment today. And I want to stay with it because the benefits in it, I'm still counting Still counting Amen. That's all I've got today. And I love, I love y'all tonight. And thank you for listening to me. And, and I hope that there was something said that helps you uh, tonight in realizing the commitment but to the Lord, I, and, and like I say, I, I really appreciate the commitment that each and every one of you have made. It takes a commitment from all of us for the church to keep going forward. It does. It does. If one of us, if one of us backs out of our job, uh, it causes another one double time trying to trying to make up for it. How many people you hear where they're cutting back on employees, and the ones that they keep will say? They're making me do four people's job. <laughs> you ever heard that? And there's a lot of truth in that. If you had somebody doing this job and you're doing this one, now they're gone, you gotta do theirs. And, it, and it's really causing a lot of disgruntled people in the workforce because of that. But at church, if we all come together and we all commit, we all commit, Boy, we can see this thing go to heights like we've never seen. Amen. And I'm looking for it, Brother I'm, look, I'm encouraged with what I see, but I'm looking for more. Right. I'm looking for more. I want to see more souls saved. I want to see more young people in our church today. I do. I love old people. I love folks my age. But I want to see some children, more children in here. I want to have more for Kelton to go to Sunday school with. Don't you? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're committing to him. Amen. That's all I've got.
I love you today. Anybody have anything they want to say? Thank you for the message. Bless your heart, Brother Roger. Brother Steve, I'd like to say, as you was preaching, right, I, I was thinking about the scripture as as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, right in the back, and then you come right on the cross. And uh, I was thinking about what great potential we have as a church if we're committed. Mm -hmm. And we need to be committed to love each other. Uh, and I think there's a place in the scripture that goes along with what you were preaching where uh, Jesus said, if I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And I'm just thinking how if we stay committed to love each other and we'll stay committed to lifting up the Lord, then the Lord's going to draw people to live sure. in our church. Sure. And uh, I'm too excited about what I feel like the future holds. And I uh, want to do my part. I want to be committed to do my part. You know, uh, I also, um, as you was preaching, thought of uh, a decision that Queen Esther had to make one time. She had to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And she had to make a commitment. And she made it and said, if I perish, I perish. That was a commitment. And we uh, need to have that kind of commitment. That's hard, but it's exciting. Sure. It's exciting to see and to think about what the Lord can do. Not what we can do, but what the Lord can do working through the church in this community. Amen. And I'm excited about the future. Amen. God bless you, Brother Chris. Amen. Somebody else. When Chris is committed, makes me more committed. Sure. How long is everybody It's kind of catchy, isn't it? It's kind of catchy. When somebody gets committed, makes you want to get committed. Amen. A church that's not going anywhere is a church that don't have any plans for anything in the future. They're just content with coming in and sitting down and going through the motions. That's a church that's not going anywhere, that spiritually is dying. But as long as we have a vision and a plan I like to always think about what are we going to be doing next Sunday or what have we got planned for, 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 for this event or that event. And I'm not talking about wearing us out. I'm just talking about continually being committed to doing something to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I really do appreciate the, again the commitment of the church. And I love you today. Amen.